It's another Tuesday evening, and this actually is the best place to be right now on Ghana Radio. We have about um, 58 minutes or so of technology conversation coming up. It's going to be really, really thrilling, and I hope you're ready for it. It's right here. Welcome to City Trends. My name is Philip Ashon and City Trends is sponsored by Hubtel, helping you grow your sales and NIIT, bringing people and computers together successfully. Now, if you're a business owner and you're selling to your customers, well, the most important thing is making sure that that money comes in. So if your customers have to always, you know, come to your store before they can buy from you, well, you are actually losing sales. These days, customers want to shop from you and pay without necessarily coming to your store. This is where Haptel can help you modernize your sales. Get your own e-commerce platform from Haptel so you can sell in your store you can sell online and you can sell on mobile. Haptel gives you a free POS software for your store, a free mobile money shortcode and a free web store. Sign in at haptel.com today using the referral code CITIFM or simply dial star 713 hash. Haptel, helping you grow your sales. On the show today, we have two very engaging conversations. One with Aram Teria, who is the CEO of Letty Art, who will be talking to um, us about what it takes to shoulder the burden of charting a new course in a technology space. As you know, he is the main brain behind Letty Art and the have, they are basically charting a new course in terms of you know, the comic industry um, in Ghana. And um, he joins us to have a conversation about that. We'll also be speaking with an Israeli entrepreneur, Oren Simanian. And um, he will be speaking to, speaking to us about stimulating a strong innovation subculture in an emerging economy. He has a lot of experience to share from all his work around the world. And um, sit back and relax and enjoy the conversations. You can join us with your comments as usual. Let's have a great show. Why don't we? If you're ready, let's get the show started. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. In getting into it, starting Apple Comics, starting Letty Arts, you knew very well that there wasn't necessarily such a huge pool of writers and graphic artists and animators that you could easily reach out to and get your dream going. Yeah. There's a lot of burden on you as a yeah. pace setter within the African context. Yeah. And I'm just wondering how you've been able to manage that. You know, if you can, if you can just give us an idea of what it takes to be a pace setter, mm-hmm. to be a vision bearer, mm-hmm. for example, within the African context, mm-hmm. especially considering everything that you've done over the period. <sighs> <laughs> yes, um, yes, it's it's a really um, big responsibility mm-hmm. to 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 hold such a vision and actually see 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 it through um a lot depends on you yourself and the team that you move with right um for me i, I like I, there's a saying from einstein that that says i think the first part says it takes the touch of a genius and a lot of courage to move in the opposite direction 
it continues. But I think the beginning of that phrase is that a touch of a genius and a lot of courage. Mm-hmm. It's not easy to move in the opposite direction. So everyone is going this way, mm-hmm. but you stand your ground and say, I'll move that way against the storm. So that is what we have. We have a lot of courage and a lot of resistance and it's it's your mindset you you need to tune your mindset so right from the onset between myself and my co-founder we said we started using the tag not only are we building a company in africa we are building a whole new industry in africa so with that even if the company like the company comes when the industry um, and flourishes, right? So we tell people that we need to make games, comics, like the creative space attractive here for investors to invest. Mm. So we will, once I know that you are a writer, there are a, a lot of disappointed creatives. Like arts is very high on the continent. I think Africa is more artistic than scientific Mm. the problem is we want more technical people but we are doing it the wrong way Mm. we are telling people that go and do science go and do math go and do science so that's that stem drive makes it stigmatizes the majority that Mm. are into the arts so so it makes artists feel feel as if oh they are not relevant or there are too many. Right. But we have to artistically or strategically draw the arts into the sciences by making it um, fun. So um, my recent organization called STEAM Africa, yeah. that is why I started an organization um, last year called STEAM Africa, which mm-hmm. is science, technology, engineering, arts, and mathematics, which is a conscious um, uh, 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 movement to include arts in STEM, mm. right? Mm. And in that way, you are able to draw a lot of artists into the science. Mm. So to have that courage to believe that they are artists and you can make artists become scientists mm. is very, very, very important. Mm. I can give an example of or a theory that I believe in that the artists that designed the iPhone Mm. equally knows the engineering of the iPhone. But he doesn't call himself an engineer. But he is an engineer. Because indirectly designing the the phone, he knows why the power button is here. He knows what the power button will do. So so every artist is an engineer. So the Steam Africa tagline is called, a writer is also an engineer. Mm. Demystifying STEM. Mm. That is our tagline Mm. for Steam Africa. We are demystifying STEM. A writer is also an engineer. For instance, now Farida calls herself more of an artist than a programmer. And she's having fun doing that, right? The creative aspect of um, every engineering is 80%. And you you can challenge this with engineers. Engineering is, is more artistic than technical because very soon robots can do all the technical works i just came back from several conferences and i saw what is being replaced robots will replace code what they can't replace yet is the soft skills which is the artistic skills so you put creativity there and the robot can work efficiently with the logical steps so definitely we need the arts And that is what games games do. And, and that has been my conviction right from the onset, that mm. I believe that games is the only discipline that brings together extreme arts and extreme science. And when arts and science come together, new opportunities are going to spring up. But that's the thing, that though. That is all. Like, it's <laughs> as, <laughs> as an ideology and as a vision, mm-hmm. it's one thing. Mm-hmm. The reality of it is a completely different story, though. Yes, but it's happening, Philip. It's happening. My everyone who has worked with us mm. has seen something or realized the vision, because 
I want people to start writing titles that are off the norm. Not always saying, I'm a doctor, I'm a lawyer. Even if you're a doctor, you can be an interactive doctor or AI yeah. doctor. Like, you should use your skill in the b bigger block and narrow it down into a creative, mm. interactive mm. Um, aspect mm. and call yourself that. Mm. I want people, I want architects to sit at home, design futuristic buildings. Because if you go to Kenya USD now, there are a lot of um, project works, architectural project works mm. of future cities mm. that are rotting there. Mm. But if we had a gaming industry, we would have bought those cities because you can't experience, you can't build, let's say, circle in 2000 now. But an architect has imagined it as her project, his or her project work in school. So we could have made a game and just say that Ghana in 2000 or, or make an animation with it. And we will use that, as a that model and put 3D and just that's how the West has grown. Right. And this has made the West what? The game industry in the West is bigger than the movie and the music industry all combined. And it's generating several millions. That has not happened in Africa yet. And it's a vacuum. Mm. So we, those who believe in the potential market, I mm. tell people that the gaming industry, like for me, my conviction is I work with potential market. Right. And as we are working with the potential market, and I'm answering your question of the great. You work with potential market, and as you are testing, you are actually um, realizing your data and your revenues and your um, challenges at the same time. It's not easy to do. So you, so you tell me to write a business plan now. I will give you a business plan. But it's all potential data. There is no... African investor now that has invested in video games. Mm. No. No African, none that is like food. Hey, you are making games and this is it. But I'm just coming from GDC San Francisco and there are a ton of investors who are looking at AR, AI um, in games, mm. right? Mixed reality, a lot of mixed reality, board games. I shared something on my on my Facebook with Alexa mm. being used with board games. Mm. So our Oware, our Oware game could, it's a board game. We yeah. can interface it with Alexa mm. and be talking with Alexa and, and Alexa can be doing the counting, counting just to get the data from board games digitized through speech or something. I get in it. But it's only few and those investors who have started putting small, small monies in video games mm. are becoming historic investors we are writing the history that is the industry we are starting so everyone is now being part of history so if you philip you put money in games now you are part of the gaming history book of africa mm. because we are rising now you look on the continent we've inspired a lot of other game creators and we have game companies in nigeria now in cameroon in in Kenya, in Uganda, mm. and they are all springing up, and mm. we are becoming one each day, and we are writing history. One of the things that I find interesting is, and listeners, this is City Trends on 97.3 City FM, mm -hmm. having a conversation with Ariam Teria, who is the CEO of uh, Letty Art, and um, recently uh, global winner um, at the World Summit Awards uh, in the category of culture, of course, um, um, with, with a very, very interesting product that you should check out. We'll be talking a little more about it. We talked about it earlier in the show. We're talking more about it um, before the close of, of the conversation. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. None of this is possible. None of the things you talk about is possible without a willing and enabled ecosystem. Yeah. Because you can't build in the air without having a solid base. Yeah. What is what is the gap that needs to be filled 
especially with, with, with regards to comics, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and the creative arts and how it fits into all of that. What, what is the gap that needs to be filled? The gap is mostly human resource. I see. More skill sets. More skills. Human resource. I tell people As that... against the money? Yeah, I tell people that they have four, four challenges in this industry. The first is not money. Actually, mm. funding is the last one. Really? Yes. And I will list them. The first is skilled resources. One, why? If you have a comic, all the comic artists who have worked with us were working in print, print houses. Everyone has a story that I had. Oh, I can draw, but I've put them. My, uh, my parents say I should go. And they, mm. some are bankers, some are programmers, some are like there's no industry that encourages that that kind of art. And I'll show you some emails when I went to GDC. Now, all the game companies that have hit our website have sent us messages that your art is amazing. We want to work with you. Just the visuals. And it's the visuals, and these are made by local talent. And our tagline, if you look at our values on our website, local talent is highlighted. Mm. We use local expertise to make games that compete globally. Mm. So developing local talent is the key, and that is the first challenge. And how we solve that challenge is providing our internship, our internships, opening up for passionate people who want to chart the course mm. to to come in and learn for free and they can start their own companies at least i know some who have continued building games some are some because we can only absorb we don't have the capacity to absorb and that's where the funding comes last that's mm. where the funding comes last so human resource there is no skill skilled yes yeah, skilled resource there is no university that teaches game design in sub-Saharan Africa. If you want to learn game, if you go outside, every university, Berkeley, MIT, everything, have, they have the department of game design, right? I was just from, I was just in Belgium and I visited one of the best Belgian schools and they teach pure game design. I even made a LinkedIn post where they told us that the business and the technical has now been made 50-50. At first, game design is, game design is difficult. That one, yeah. true, but it's not difficult mm. because it's a teamwork. Mm. Everyone has, has a role. role in game design. You mm. can be a writer, can be a programmer, can be so that doesn't make it difficult. Mm. People go into game design courses and they fail Potter because they think they are they are all skewed for tech. Then they do first year, second year, then they get disappointed. But now they've made the curriculum 50-50 because mm. the business aspect is interesting. Yeah. And now they are getting a lot of successful chance. So outside is investing so much in game design. And I was telling my team that next year our goal is to take Ghana to GDC because mm. I saw about 15 countries in GDC. Mm. Booths, UK came with their, their game game programmers brazil came came with their game companies um belgium came with their game companies so i met the school there again mm. uh, like a whole lot of countries mm. brought their gaming talent and when i came back i'm like we need to make ghana or africa we can start first with africa booth and then we narrow it down to to certain countries mm. that can that can sponsor so skill set is one mm. we need that to be done and how we've solved, how we are solving it is internship and opportunities. Mm. And then, recently started the Steam Africa, uh, which I can talk more later. But Steam Africa, it, our vision is to become a university one day, mm. a university that teaches in a very creative way using the anatomy of game design. Mm. The second is the culture, mm. the the culture of Africa of sub-Saharan Africa or Africa in general, because even South and North that we think are advanced, those who are the true Africans there are also in extreme um, uh, uh, situations like yeah. us. The culture is tuned in a way that games and education are two walled gardens. 
if you play games, oh, you are not serious. But if you are learning, then you are serious. And learning is reading. Yeah. So most of us grew up, if people are coming, they will, they will pick a book as if you are reading. If you, <laughs> if you want to know. Yeah. But the truth is, games make you smarter. I can memorize 100 moves of 1,000 characters in Mortal Kombat, mm. in this coconut, but you cannot memorize um, a, page. a page of maybe a science yeah. question or something. You get it. So we need to embrace the culture that games and education work hand in hand. And the ecosystem has to be able to receive it. And we we starting that knowing very well that the culture is non-existent has made us very, very innovative to find ways of making the culture happen. And you can see how um, Letty Arts is solving it by introducing superheroes based on our African history and folklore, which just won a World Summit Award. So though I want to create, uh, though I want to make a game, a Mortal Kombat game with Shaka Zulu versus Yasantua mm. and beat each other, yeah. I'm saying I'm learning about Shaka Zulu. I'm That's learning well. about, <laughs> yeah. you know, that is how I grew up, right? I knew about Thor, yeah. the Avenger, yeah. Through um, um, Thor, the, like the Nordic god Thor, Thor. through Avengers, yeah. because I couldn't imagine how that hammer would 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 perform all those miracles. So imagine Yasantua leading the war and just pulls her gun like this, and it's doing some crazy stuff in animation. People will read There's the thousand. Yeah, they, they will read the backstory, and it will stick yeah. because they are connecting it with a visual. And there's an emotional attachment. Emotional attachment. So culture has, has to be fixed. Mm. And we have done it in an exciting way. Mm. It's still challenging. Mm. You've seen some games that we've launched yes, and you I get have. 100 downloads <laughs> and all that, but, but, but we are still launching. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, it, doesn't, it doesn't deter you. You yeah. know that that is it. So you are prepared for it. Yeah. So organizations who come on board, they need to have that same mindset. So every organization that comes on board, I tell them, you need to have that mindset. The gaming industry is very disappointing. Can be very disappointing, but you need to keep churning yeah. and then innovating and keep going. Mm. So that is two. The third one is mm. distribution. Distribution, payments, um, payment uh, methods and all that. Now, in Africa, I can't transfer money to Togo without going through SWIFT. If I... So now Afro comics, those people from Zimbabwe mm. and all that who have made some small coins on Afro comics now, yeah. in the contract it tells you that if you make up to um, hundred dollars, we are going to send you your money. How how am I going to send them the money? I get it. Now we've not even made, they've not gotten there yet. But what is in my mind is how you are going when to they get, get there. How, how am I going to send them the 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 hundred dollars without paying Swift's charge of of seventy five dollars or sending hundred dollars you send you pay seventy five dollars you know that is an issue yeah. right so we are eager to hear what MTN and the rest that like those partnerships also doing just are are coming up that. but um, God I think um, yeah, so I think um, so uh, a lot more. distribution yeah. payment methods. Yeah, distribution payment methods. So distribution is you get to the app store, how to direct people, how to market, how to. So uh, there, there are no publishers. Right. Someone, a, a local publisher that says, I'm a publisher. If you make your game, I will invest and market and push it and all that. So our telcos are trying to fill both that space and being a telecom company. They are truly not, not publishers, but publishers, creative agencies, these marketing agencies, and all that, and us, like we, like with with Afro Comics now, it's a publishing platform, so it makes us a, a semi-publisher, but we don't have the the muscle, the muscle to the do that. To so the creative companies, the all these agencies that are here, they have to start learning quickly how to publish digital content yeah. like video games and then grow into that because the industry is coming and it's very big. Tel uh, telecoms 
are taking the chance. I think um, we've worked with some telecoms now and uh, telcos now, and uh, they are very positive. So we are going to test some things with them to see how the industry receives yeah, it. And the last one is, is the funding. Yeah. So if you have all these outlined, when funding comes, it will push through because I have been, I've been a victim, right? When you get funding first without a, a team, you go round and round because you don't know what to use. But if you are ready with all these fix and funding comes through, it just, it just uh, uh, pushes through. So these are the four challenges. And I say this everywhere, mm -hmm. and it's true. You can go through it one by one, and you will see that it is true. Has your computer developed a problem you don't understand? Is your phone refusing to respond? Is there a computer virus you're battling with? Are you having problems signing into your account? Share your tech problems with City Trends and we will get the experts to help you solve them. Send us your problems via WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. You can also send us a tweet using the hashtag CityTrends. Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. My guest in the studio is Aaron um, Terrier, and um, we are talking... To, today's topic has, 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 has come out of um, years of trying and trialing and and just pushing the envelope. And so we, we have been discussing how, how do you as a technology entrepreneur carry the burden of, 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 of a vision to chart a new path in the technology space you know, in Ghana. And um, some of the things that he talks about, for example, skilled resources, culture, distribution payments, methods funding. For me, I think it just cuts across virtually every single space within technology yeah. in this country, in Africa, and even globally. And if we're able to fix this, at least even three of them, yeah. I'm sure it will be attractive enough for to attract the funding and very, to come very, in. Very, very, very. Even as we, <laughs> we, we wrap up, mm -hmm. I mean, you you continue to still push the envelope, and mm -hmm. you, you have plans like the university and things like that. How... How important is it for the other players within the industry to buy in into? Because you see, I, I mean, <laughs> we have tried to form um, a tech, um, what do you call it, a lobby group and and things like that, but it just doesn't seem to work, to work. in Ghana. Yeah. It just doesn't see. The, yeah, I mean, Kenya has an incredible story. Uganda sort of has a mm -hmm. has a pretty good story going. Mm -hmm. Other African countries seem to be seeing what some of you guys have seen for so many years, mm -hmm. but we just can't seem to put aside our differences and forge ahead together. Yeah, I don't know what your thoughts are. About that. Um, for me, I I I I preach co collaboration. Mm. We need to come together. Um, after this recent GDC, I came back and I'm like, look, we need to come together and produce something big. That was my theme going, going to GDC, right? How can we work together to produce a triple A game that from Africa, based on Africa, with us? Because there are a few guys doing great stuff here. And buying into the vision... It's what is watching what everyone else is doing. At least for me, I can say that we've inspired a lot of people who tell us that because of you, I'm doing games. Because of you, I'm doing games. I get emails from Zimbabwe every time. Aram, I missed your, your lecture last time, but I want to make games mentor me from South Africa, like all over the world, who want mentorship on how to also start games, which is positive. I tell people I'll work with one person who wants to start his game company than have 100 mm. of people who just come and test the place and go. But if one person is ready to chart the course, I'll work with them. Mm. And it's the same industry, all these new digital industry, robotics, is also facing the same thing. 
because it's also new right it's also new and they are also getting people interested and they need equipment they need investment they need real world application of robots right and that's also new those doing um audio books um uh, animation like all these industries are new adoption would you guys will struggle for audio books the radio stations are the best to push that but you guys are, are not testing it mm. you just even started mm. what read out beautiful stories mm. and put it on your site let's mm. start you guys have the clout mm. to get people's mind to start listening to stories and all that people you can read out incrumen's story and put it out there mm. You never know who would click it and just be listening. People pay for audiobooks to read. All these industries are new. Mm. And I always tell people that the traditional companies are the best to to enable us, the corporates, the corporates in Africa. Probably the problem might not be investment. It's just corporate organizations realizing that they can try new things and partner these new startups in their organizations banking can transform banking through interactive stories interactive games of financial literacy radio stations i just showed you a platform that uh, that is about launching the yeah putting trivia before you do a morning show super morning show or you finish a super morning show get the content creator to put quizzes on the super morning show mm. in there it's going to engage a brand and when people are engaging with it you are equally educating people you can do fake news or true news like all oh, these are ideas where the traditional companies here who are making it can test out you understand so new ideas have to be driven by corporate organizations mm in Ghana and in Africa that is how we can work together corporate startups have to work together to grow corporates should have the heart to test things with startups right don't they shouldn't be like because you don't know is the startup who knows the startup knows and is in the ground on the ground with the people so work through them get the data and scale up the startup and yeah. as you scale it up you also scale up and this is the attitude that i would love the ecosystem to develop in order to scale all these right artificial intelligence all these are new fields everyone is self taught in that i am self self taught in games i've not had any formal game education so you say until the traditional takes up the new and runs with it to be yeah. very very difficult for us to have a widespread yep. of the new yes because the traditional is dominant yeah. for now and then the industry yes yes and and if the new disrupts it becomes big like mpesa happened yeah. right it happened outside the central bank before they realized everyone was banking on their phones and not saving money anymore right are we going to wait for are we going to wait for that that again to happen or we can or start, we the, can collaborative start process. the collaborative process together afro comics letty arts what 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 are you guys doing what's happening what's going on talk to us yes yes so this is really exciting so for afro comics is one of our our major platforms and um this year is going to see an africa spread of um of, of distribution um so we just um we we are just on, on the verge of scaling it up across regions with locally relevant content so in Ghana for instance we are going to start launching from Ghana with um our partners that we've signed uh, distribution partners with globally but we need content so we are actively content sourcing 
um, creatives, comic artists, story writers, um, animators. If you have any old snippet or just to test the platform, just send our way, publish at letters.com. Just send, just send our way, mm. and um, your we will digitize, um, uh, put it in the format that would happen on the platform. That is very necessary. So that's what we are doing with Afrocomics, and we are really excited improving, like uh, fixing bugs with the engine. Um, we have some really cool comics so far. We just signed up Kiro Games from Cameroon. They have a game, but they also have comics for their game. So they just also send the comics. The platform has a lot of creatives. So even if you want creatives to work with, go to go on Afro Comics. You see some really cool works. We have some uh, some ladies uh, who have sent really cool artwork, like Jay Illustrate is, is publishing some uh, some of her fashion stuff on the platform. Parables is publishing mm. his his Anansi animation us we are also publishers on the platform um uh, so we have a lot a lot and i'm expecting a lot more farida kamza is there yes. um, with the uh, disability championing the, championing the disability course mm. and all that and we would like to have partnerships with traditional print companies as well mm. who can take orders people who want to print stuff from the app Share your thoughts and opinions on the show via the WhatsApp number 054-998-6996. Tweet at us using hashtag CityTrend. Do you have an app that can help make life easier for everyone? Do you want the world to know about your app? Send a voice note about your app to City Trends via WhatsApp at 0549-986-996 or tweet at us with the hashtag CityTrends. We will reach out to you on how to get your app on the show. So the year is 2019 and the times are very different and for you during the listening you probably are not sure what sort of world we're going to have when um, you wake up one morning and the time is 2025 because even as it is today there are so many things that change on a second by second basis not even talk about a daily basis but as to how you can adapt yourself to the changes and innovation happening on the global scale and how it impacts you personally and even the people within your sub-region. Well, that's another conversation to have on another day. And today happens to be the day when we broach that particular conversation. How is technology? How is innovation? How is all of this coming together to change the innovation landscape and the technology ecosystem or the innovation ecosystem in Ghana? And for, for the young people who are looking to create the platforms for the for the world that we are preparing ourselves for what are some of the things that you should be looking out for and there are lessons globally that we can learn and it's a privilege for us to have someone who has a knee deep in pioneering new technology and pioneering new ways of thinking and innovation around the world join us on the studio he's an illegally entrepreneur and if you remember correctly a couple of weeks ago when we had a conversation with Ethel Kofi. She, she talked about the uniqueness of the Israeli technology ecosystem and what they've done to help startups build up. And today is just an extension of that conversation and the lessons that we can learn from them to build up our own. Israeli entrepreneur Oren Simanian. He would probably pronounce it much better than I have, but he says I can go at it anyhow I choose. So I'm going to go with Zemanian. If it works, it works, and we just run away. It works, it works, it works. I'm not going to tell my father. <laughs> Oren, you're welcome to the show. Uh, thank you, pleasure to be here. For someone who doesn't know who Oren is, who, who exactly is Oren? We know you are an Israeli entrepreneur, but you know what, what have you been up to? Okay, uh, that's a fair question. If you'll ask my wife, you'll ask my family, they don't really know. <laughs> I think that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a common thing with being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, uh, I think that 
We are kind of creators that most of the time fail and sometimes we uh, do well. Um, but practically in the last uh, 10 years, uh, I've been involved with creating uh, a lot of activities around the startup ecosystem in Israel. Yeah. Uh, that it's come to be one of the top ecosystems regarding innovation, entrepreneurship and technology around the world. Yeah. So I built the Innovation Center at Tel Aviv University in 2009. And later on, 2015, I established the venture capital activity there uh, at Tel Aviv University. <coughs> Parallel to that, I established uh, a, the representative of Indiegogo International in Israel. So I did a lot of crowdfunding activities, over $20 million in fundraising for uh, crowdfunding. Mm. Um, I initiated uh, some of the uh, biggest uh, support program for entrepreneurs in Israel. And uh, on my hobby in my life, I uh, when I was uh, 15, you know, you're too young to, to be uh, <laughs> smart, so I became a football referee. <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah. For a 20, very diverse background there. Yeah, yeah. So for 20 years, I spent uh, kind of uh, building a career uh, on the sports side as well. Mm. So I was uh, a football referee for 20 years up to the, the top leagues. Mm also some experience in FIFA. Mm. And um, today I'm very much focusing on my two passions in life, which mm. is sports and technology. Interesting. Um, and my vision is like always mm. to build new things, like I build the Innovation Center at mm. Tel Aviv University, the, uh, the venture capital activity there is uh, to, position, to position Israel as a sports tech nation. Uh, I know you guys are very much sport nation. Absolutely. Uh, so we are not that good on the sport side, but when we add technology, we are becoming good in we everything. Becoming good at everything. Yeah. And it's that sort of diverse background that you have that sort of extends also to the general technology ecosystem because you have so many diverse, divergent views. You have so many diversified true, true, true. experiences coming into the same space to sort of make something work. Yeah. And I just want to know from you how did Israel do it? Because you seem to be the reference point for a lot of, you know, a lot of conferences that you go to, people talk about how budding the Israeli yeah. tech ecosystem is. How, what was the magic that, that happened in Israel? You know, uh, bottom lines, when we see TV and we see a magician, you see the magic. You know, when you're young, you're like so inspired. When you're kind of growing up, you understand that all these magics are kind of illusion. Mm. So there are not magics. In, there aren't any magics in life. Mm. Sometimes there is luck, but the luck are with, is with the good ones. Mm. And on the entrepreneurial side, the luck are with the, the ones that try. Mm. And I think that Israel is something unique, and you were talking about it, mm. that is very much the diversity. Mm. Israel is very much open-minded, multicultural, multilingual. It allows to it allows us to understand as a very small country what the world uh, is uh, it look is looking for. Yeah. Uh, so it's very common to to see Israelis that are acting local in Israel, but they're thinking thinking global. totally global. We are a country of 8.7 million people. Mm. You know. The population in the world is almost eight billion, exactly, and we are the second best ecosystem. That's incredible. And this is because the it starts with the diversity mm. of opinions mm. as a liberal uh, in a liberal in a liberal open-minded way that you could be my boss and you tell me to do something in the startup and I'll tell you you are totally wrong. I'm mm. not going to do it. Mm. And that's something that's unique. That's one thing. And the second thing is that Israelis are taking the risk. Mm. It's very common to take the risk and fail, and the risk build the uh, the experience, and the failing building the experience, mm. and you can take in addition to that a lot of other uh, parameters. The very good education system uh, for many years that we are working hard in order to keep it still a good education, which is not easy. Mm. Um, but in general, there there is a mix in between. Uh, various uh, parameters that is experienced today mm. after failing and trying mm. that's one thing the second thing is the diversity with the population in Israel and uh, I think that something to see in Ghana is that I don't think that people here are uh, afraid to fail mm. and this is very much uh, common in Israel it's true we are not afraid to fail but for a business, a startup especially, 
to be given the opportunity to even fail in the first place is also very important. Oh, we'll give you the opportunity. That's you take the, the opportunity. Mm. <laughs> What's how, given how, the opportunity? How crucial is that for a startup? To what? be given that space, to be given enough money to be able to fail and pick up after It's that. not about money. It's about doing mistakes. Mm. I reached here to your uh, amazing location and having this interview, which I'm very happy to, to have and be here. But, you know, Israel is three hours uh, three hours ahead. And today at 12 o'clock in Israel, I had to submit a big proposal that I'm taking a few hundreds of thousands of dollars of mm. risk on my head mm. uh, if they agree on my uh, proposal. Now, as someone that is uh, conservative that doesn't want to take risk, my si- part, part of me says, I wish they are not going to approve my proposal. Right. But the entrepreneurial side of me that applied this proposal finally mm. says, I'm going to win and I'm going to kill it. Yeah. And there are some chances chances that I'm going to win and it's going to kill me. <laughs> right. But you see, that's, that's exactly what I want to also push with you. There is an enabling environment that should allow entrepreneurs to want to take that risk. That's true. When that is non-existent, it's very difficult for them to take that leap and know that no matter what happens, they will still be able to find a place to land their feet. I think that it's very much, uh, It's it, you're right, it's also top-down. It's a top-down system that needs to uh, combine, as I call it, the gap model, which mm-hmm. is government, academia, and private sector initiatives to support entrepreneurs, whether they are under the roof of the university, they are mm. students, mm. whether they are applying for programs to the government to kind of uh, support them, not only financially, mm. support them by saying, you guys, you are at the beginning of your way, but we think that you have an interesting idea, continue and come back to us. Maybe mm. we will you know, work with you. Uh, so this is very much top down, but bottom up, you know, after being we uh, and seeing over uh, 70, uh, even more different ecosystems around the world, mm. I can tell you that <coughs> each country has its own recipe. Right. Some of the countries, the government supports more. Some of the government, the, the government even does, don't exist. Right. We just came back from a governmental uh, seminar with 50 representatives from, I think, most of the uh, ministries. And it was vivid. People... Mm. Uh, the government offices they care right they care they ask questions they mm. uh, they they uh, add amazing comments mm. bottom line i think that it depends on the individual mm. you know a good entrepreneur can start here if it doesn't work for him as a good entrepreneur as a good entrepreneur not as a patri- Ghanaian uh, patriot yeah. it will save money, he will take a flight, and he will accomplish his mission, mm. whether it's going to be wherever in the world. Mm. And then, as a patriot, he can come back home. Right. But the best recipe is that the top-down will meet the bottom-up, right. and that here you will have an ecosystem that right. is a work-hard, play-hard one. Right. The, the ecosystem is supposed to be a one that supports the way entrepreneurs are used to work. Right. I'm saying used to work, which they need talent, mm. they need good offices, they need good connectivity, and they need also on the other side to enjoy their life. Absolutely. Because most of the chances they're going to fail, yeah? Mm. So mm. they need the work hard, play hard. If you come to Tel Aviv, mm. and if you go now to Jerusalem as a rising ecosystem in Haifa and Beersheba, mm. so people are working on the day quite hard, but at night they have they good bars, <laughs> they have good environment. Right. It's a liberal the approach. Balance. Almost every point in Israel, you can work hard, play hard, as we say. And manage that balance as well. Well, yeah. listeners, you're still tuned into City Trends. And uh, we are having a conversation generally about innovation and, and technology ecosystems and, and building for the future. My studio guest is an Israeli entrepreneur. He's been involved in a myriad, a myriad of startups and um organizations and his name is Mr. Oren Simanian and um, he he joins us to have this conversation with him obviously because of um, CTFM and um, our association with the Ministry of um, Environment, Science and Technology and Innovation, Impact Hub and everybody else, especially the Israeli embassy as well. We, 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 we exist in a space in Ghana where like you said, a lot of people feel that you know 
from the top up doesn't really necessarily work. But like you said, it also depends on the individual. Is it possible for us to, for you to give us a blueprint almost of how and what a, an ecosystem needs to survive? Yeah. I think that uh, I will use not the word survive. Mm. I will use to, uh, the, I will use the word uh, engage or lead. Um, <clears throat> I'm not expecting Ghana to be San Francisco now, but I expect Ghana to be the best in specific areas, right. or, at, or at least to be a worldwide leader in specific areas. Right. Now I will ask you a counter question: mm. In which which industries uh, Ghana is a worldwide leader? Mm. Tourism. We're not a worldwide leader necessarily, but we are. We are Energy exists here. Tourism, tourism, mining right. exists here. Yeah. We don't need much. We mm. need to collect several areas. We can add to that food and agriculture, mm. and that's it. And focus there and make sure that the young generation sees that there is industry, mm. so there is a private market, mm. and then the government has interest, and the academia will engage. Mm. So you find. One thing to do is to find the right industry. The second thing to do is to create a consortium with the government, academia, and private sector people, leaders that are interested in this specific sector. And the third thing to do is to make sure that the government, if possible, not always, consolidate the initiative to support specific sectors. Mm. Mm. So you take, mm. for example, mining, you take the private companies on the mining industry, right. You merge them with the leading academic mm. institute that uh, that that supports with the talent, right. and then the government come with their needs, their policy, and sometimes a little bit of uh, financial support, mm. and you will see things that are moving. If the international companies mm. come to Ghana to have their own project here, they can also uh, put some skin in the game in creating the next uh, education uh, entrepreneurial uh, programs. Is it, is it that straightforward? Is it just a marriage between the three? Obviously, there are other nuances that should be considered, but is sure. it that really that straightforward? Just the three of them having a big conversation, having sitting around a table and then boom. Is, is it that real straightforward? Yeah, there is a say that uh, I like uh, to use. Uh, uh, um, sitting here with us is also the, the Israeli ambassador that supports my visit here to Israel. Right. And she heard me saying that uh, a few years ago, I, uh, that's the way you say it in, in, uh, in Greek, which okay. means that the beginning is more than 50% of the way. Right. Uh, I think that once people see it and talk, uh, it's already moving. Hmm. One, once the, the government, the academia and the private sector are not engaged, nothing will pop up you know it's right. like writing a book and keeping it in your closet mm. Mm. it's very interesting when you say that you know if that marriage doesn't happen if that conversation doesn't happen nothing really eventually emerges i like what you also say about starting beginning and then letting the rest also follow through now I, you know what's unique today many years ago or before the social media generation mm. um if you would start something no one would know that you have your initiative you sit in a room you have a nice office no one really know that what mm. you're doing mm. but today <coughs> everyone post everyone share mm. so once you start doing something you actually shout it out mm. and once you s you know people see that you're doing something you kind of committed to it mm. so this is something that is kind of uh, popular today mm. people are trying and everyone sees that they are trying and people expect them finally to deliver which not always happen, right. but it's kind of, cr it creates a commitment. Mm. I think that the, the generation today is much more open to take risk on himself. Right. And I understand that there are different, you know, it's air is much more important than food at the beginning. Mm. And uh, for many people, entrepreneurship is taking a big risk, but you need, as we said before, checks and balances, not to take 100% risk, we're not, we're not sure about the uh, area that you're tapping into, mm. but for sure to try and to try and build a team and to try to consult with people and not only to keep it for the Ghanaian, you know, borders, mm. but to go globally in a click. What happens in a situation where a technology ecosystem wants to move at the light, at the, at the speed of light, but the enabling environment that's supposed to be created by the other two? True. 
possibly can't move at that same speed. So you choose other two that are not local too. Mm. Mm. If the Israeli government is not going to be a good client for me, I'm going to use uh, my uh, email and send you uh, an email saying, can you put me in contact with the Ghanaian government? Maybe they would like to acquire our technology. And if they're not going to respond, so I'm going to approach the German government. So what I'm saying is that the world is flat today. Entrepreneurs mm. need to understand that they can change their life in a click. Mm. Uh, but what's really important is that they will understand how to approach. Because clicking or emailing is not the idea. Mm. But to be ready to understand the mentality, what the other side wants to see, and it's also you know it's also challenging for us is you know even in israel even if we uh, if we analyze if we analyze israel and we say okay it's one of the best tech ecosystem in the world still when i would like to approach an american investor or a chinese investor or whatever i need to think what is the win win not only you know not only what i want would like to see but what he would like to see mm. And this is something important, and this is culture, and this is education, and this is something, again, that exists today online to learn. (coughs) Well, listeners, you're still tuned in to City Trends on 97.3 City FM. I I just want to jump into this bit about looking for funds outside your... Funding, yeah. Yes, outside your shores. It's become the new thing, you know. I get funding from here, and I go for a pitching competition here. If you're asking, I have only 50 euro. (laughs) How 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 should technology entrepreneurs in Ghana especially approach you or approach the investing community out there for that fifty euro? Okay, so going back to the win-win. First of all, they have to understand what the other side is looking for. Mm. Most of the chances that at the early stage, no one is going to invest out of his comfort zone. Right. For example, an Israeli investor is not going to invest in a German startup if he is not close to the area at the early stage. Why? Early stage, you invest in people. You want to see them. You want to feel them. So it's very much clear that investing in uh, investing in uh, startups in early stage is very much something that needs to be around your ecosystem. Mm. Uh, I think that uh, it's challenging because most of the startups or the initiatives that exist in Ghana are very much early stage. So mm. to go out and raise money international, it's not easy. Mm. What they need to do is two things one is to pack themselves and to show that they are very much international and go face to face to meet potential investor it costs a lot of money to to meet potential investors Mm. or at least to get into international accelerator programs that they will get the right exposure to low the risk over there Mm. and all over the world the international programs are looking for diversity they would like to see teams from israel from germany from uh, the uk from uh, ghana teaming up together and uh, that's something that I think that the entrepreneurs here needs to leverage. That's the first thing. Second thing, we need to understand that today there is a system that is called crowdfunding, which, you know, it's, as I said, again, the world is flat. But also there, I can approach Indiegogo and raise money online when I'm based in Israel or when I'm based in uh, in the U.S. Doesn't matter where I'm based at. But... I need to understand how to do it. And this is, again, going back to education. Mm. So the channels exist. What's missing is, again, education. Mm. I've raised in three and a half years $22 million online for projects where in Israel, in India, in Serbia, in uh, Hungary, people approached me. I educated them how to to do it. Mm. 300 approached me. Only 30 or even less than that were able to do it. Yeah. It's not that, okay, there is there is online platform and I would like to raise money. Boom. There's a way to go about it. There is a way. And, you know, every way has its own uh, car that needs to drive this way. And not all the cars fit the, the same way. That's true. Not all the entrepreneurs fear, fit, uh, fit startup. Not all the entrepreneurs will fit uh, the accelerators. And not all of them will fit even non-diluting money like international grants that exist. And well, that will be all for today's show. Um, I do hope it's been as impactful as um, for you as it has been for me. So much to learn, so much to pick up from our guest, Oren Simanian, Israeli entrepreneur, and of course, Aaron Terrier, CEO of Letty Art. 
Um, incredible stuff, incredible stuff. I, I've, I've learned a lot. I hope you have learned a lot as well. Big thank you to the rest of the production team, Farida, to Jeffrey, to Mr. Entry as well. Um, thank you guys so much for your contributions. And of course, to you as well for doing the listening. Massive, massive thanks. And um, yeah, till next week. Stay techie.